the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness and wellness, and now in its 33rd year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who's not a doctor and While most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. (laughs) This is funny. Americans' favorite sick day foods. Top of the list, well, not too bad. Chicken noodle soup, number one. But number two, pizza. (laughs) As a favorite sick day food, followed by, even more surprising, pancakes. Pizza and pancakes, that'll keep you sick. (laughs) Eat too much of those. And the number of people who say they secretly enjoy being sick and staying home, 74%. What's that about? My goodness. And speaking of pizza, you know, next uh, Wednesday, what is that, April 5th, is National Deep Dish Pizza Day to celebrate Chicago's deep dish pizza, which originated by Uno's. I actually ate at that restaurant, and I was unable to finish even half their pizza because it was so filling because I think it was as thick as it was wide. But um, the efforts by Uno Pizzeria and Grill um, bringing Deep dish pizza to the entire United States. Now, the original restaurant, this is interesting, it opened in 1943, which, of course, was in the middle of World War II, and they began serving deep dish pizza as a way to make sure hungry families could get a so-called real meal when it came to pizza. Up to that point, pizza was hardly more than a snack. So, um, and, you know, if you anybody that's been to Italy knows that there's little resemblance between American pizza and pizza in Italy because, uh, we, you know, here it's like pizza on steroids. We <laughs> we bathe it; it's swimming in cheese. Whereas there, uh, they'll put a little uh, patch of cheese here and there, and some herbs and basil and oregano, and then a, a sauce and a thin crust. But um, nothing like the pizza that you see here. Anyway. Welcome to the Healthiest Hour on Radio. Every day is a snow day. Actually, every Saturday is a snow day, providing you stay home and listen to the snowman. That's me, David Snow, here to keep you cool and healthy. No matter what the weather is outside, there's always six feet of of snow on your radio. Well, if if I have my shoes on, that is. Otherwise, I'm 5'11". But thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend, which we always hope to make strong and healthy with the information we have for you this morning. Today on the show, a life-saving hour of health information, survival medicine. Dr. Joseph Alden joins us, uh, along with his wife, Amy Alden, a registered uh, nurse practitioner. He's a medical physician 
specializing in medical preparedness. Uh, he has a book out called The Survival Medicine Handbook, also many other books, best-selling author of uh, various books, <clears throat> excuse me, on medicine and, and health, and uh, will tell you about all the things that you need to know should, you know, ill fortune come your way, as it always does. I mean, whether it's the weather, you know, be it hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, fires, earthquakes, tsunamis, uh, maybe an atmospheric river thrown in for good measure, you know, which has been happening to our California listeners for uh, many months or weeks, uh, or maybe a man-made disaster, whether it's a dam break or building collapse or something more sinister. Uh, one thing's for sure, and that is as long as there is life on Earth, all of these events will continue to occur, and sooner or later, if you live long enough, you're going to be a part of one of them or more. Um, odds are, I mean, it's, uh, you know, sooner or later, it's going to happen. So um, you need to be resilient, resourceful, and responsive. Uh, and Dr. Alton will tell us about that uh, as he uh, will be joining us in just a few minutes after these um, news articles and some, uh, some of our regular weekly features. All right, let's talk about um, feeling good this spring because it is uh, spring, a couple of weeks already into spring. And uh, you want to know about how to up your levels of dopamine without having to take drugs. That's, what, that's why drugs are so popular, as, as, is, um, as are certain addictive foods such as sugar, because they give you a dopamine hit. But um, uh, the brain chemical dopamine naturally dips during the winter months. And, uh, and then also uh, year-round if you're over 50 years old, so because we produce less of it as we age. And uh, so you want that happy hormone. You want optimal levels of dopamine uh, in your body so that you can stay motivated as well as happy, alert, and focused. So um, one thing that uh, one reason for spring being or um, increasing your dopamine levels is because of the sunlight. And, of course, into summer, uh, the uh, longer days cues the brain to release more dopamine. But Swedish, this is interesting. Swedish research reveals it can take until late summer for the hormone to reach its peak uh, as a result of uh, sunshine exposure. But to quickly lift your levels now, if you want to do that, who, want, who doesn't want to feel good, right? Uh, maybe having a cheese omelet this morning or um, eggs and cheese and turkey, anything rich in tyrosine, that's an amino acid that is the raw material that your body uses to produce dopamine. Uh, and according to the uh, Journal of Neurophysiology, the amino acid increases dopamine levels by 30%. That's a that's pretty good uh, substantial increase. Uh, other foods besides the ones I mentioned are uh, fish and yogurt, almonds, uh, what, avocados, I know, uh, sunflower seeds and others. But um, Or you can take a supplement. There's a 500-milligram tyrosine uh, supplement. Uh, natural Factors is a good brand for uh, natural amino acids, and that's in your natural food store in the amino acid section. Just take a capsule of uh, tyrosine, <clears throat> but better to get it from your foods, of course. Also, chilling out. This is interesting uh, research published in the North American Journal of Medical Sciences. They found that ending your morning shower with a quick 30-second blast of cold water, uh, you know, can you can power through that, that instantly doubles dopamine levels. How about that? Uh, so who needs drugs? And also sniffing some rosemary, inhaling rosemary essential oil, 
and uh, in, in, um, breathing it for 30 minutes boosts uh, dopamine levels by 97%, according to Japanese research. And the benefits persist all day. That's the best thing of all. And uh, you can get essential oil of rosemary at your nearest natural food store here in Tampa, Florida, where we broadcast uh, from. Abby's Health and Nutrition in Tampa uh, has a whole selection of essential oils, including rosemary essential oil. And then finally, berberine, uh, another supplement, but it's also found in plants, golden seal and uh, barberry and uh, bayberry. Uh, but um, folks who took 500 milligrams of berberine, it's an alkaloid, uh, increased their dopamine level by 47% in 60 days, according to the study authors. And uh, again, Natural Factors sells more berberine than any other brand in health food stores, at least. And so uh, look for that brand as a quality brand. It's not expensive. Uh, but um, 500 milligram berberine, and it's also uh, indicated for healthy blood sugar levels uh, available is uh, at natural food stores. All right, uh, let's uh, get into some announcements. It's April 1st already, uh, so it's Alcohol Awareness Month, and our next week's show is going to be featuring Pam Ricard, who uh, will be joining us from the Heron Project, an or- or organization created to help those who are addicted to drugs or alcohol, and um, we'll talk all about alcohol addiction. Now, Alcohol Awareness Month is highlighting um, the fact that we want to raise awareness among community prevention leaders uh, and citizens uh, on the problems of underage drinking, but, you know, no matter what age, uh, it's not uh, only categorized uh, for underage drinking, I mean, uh, any aged person could have a drinking problem, and so we'll talk about that next week. Distracted Driving Awareness Month, the month of April, since the uh, year 2010. Distracted Driving Awareness Month informs people on the dangers of cell phone use while driving. Hello, uh, not to mention texting, which I'll mention, <coughs> which you should never do. And uh, the understanding of cognitive distraction to the brain. You know, it, it doesn't matter if all your hands are... I mean, it's such a myth and, and such a disservice for uh, these um, car manufacturers as well as the um, the device companies um, purporting that, uh, oh, yeah, it's hands-free, uh, you're not taking your hands off the wheel. You're taking your mind off driving, for goodness sake. I mean, it doesn't matter if both hands are on the steering wheel and both feet are on the pedals. If your mind's somewhere else, what, what good is that? Um, and they've done studies, a AAA study, a New Zealand study. They've, it doesn't matter if, if, it's, if you're talking on the phone, you're distracted. It doesn't matter if you're holding the phone in your hand or if you're on a hands-free device in your car. So, All right, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> and um, Highway Health Patrol reminds you to always, or never, I should say, be a 3D driver. That is distracted, drowsy, or drunk. Elsewhere in um, news of April's um, health happenings, well, this is not a health happening, but it's, <laughs> I found it kind of, uh, I thought, is this an April Fool's joke? No, it's real. International Pillow Fight Day today, April 1st. All over the world can find you. Okay, here's the rules. And no glasses. <laughs> and only with obvious participants. So, so don't, no surprises there. And they say it's better with feather pillows. Yes, uh, less painful. Uh, this week is Laugh at Work Week, April 1st through the 7th, and that's why we have the Funny Bone Pharmacy, which is coming up in just a few minutes. Humor, of course, vital to a healthy, productive workplace, and the benefits include everything from teamwork and communication to stress relief and job satisfaction. So 
Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. <coughs> it's, um, let's see, Testicular Cancer Awareness Week this week as well, conceived in 1997 to create a better public understanding on the j- dangers of undetected testicular cancer in young men. It's mainly young men that uh, have this type of cancer, ages 15 to 34. Um, so if you know of somebody or if you are of that age group, um, take heed on that. It's Cancer Control Month. Uh, also, April is National Pecan Month. Ooh, that's one of my favorite nuts. I, you know, I, I can't think of a favorite nut. I like, I like them all. Uh, you know, they say sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. I always, feel, <laughs> I always feel like I'm nuts, but I always love, love all nuts. All right, uh, tomorrow, April second, uh, <coughs> excuse me, is um, for our Florida listeners, and I'm one of them. I'm a Florida talker, actually, <coughs> but. Uh, Ponce de Leon discovers Florida, and this is the anniversary tomorrow, April 2nd, 1513, where Ponce de Leon discovered Florida, landing at the site that became the city of St. Augustine, and he claimed it for the land of the King of Spain, or claimed the land, rather, for the King of Spain. All right, uh, and this Tuesday, April 4th, was the, is the anniversary of vitamin C being isolated back in 1932. Uh, at the University of Pittsburgh, and uh, I had the good fortune to meet and interview. Uh, he was on our show, Dr. Linus Pauling, the father of vitamin C and the Nobel laureate um, back in the early 90s, when I one of the first years I had Dr. Health on the radio, and uh, uh, he lived, uh, you know, he put vitamin C on the map as far as the importance of it and uh, all the research he did on it and uh, lived to a ripe old age well into his 90s. All right, um, let's talk about living long and growing younger with growth hormone. Oh, boy. You know what? I'm going to save this article for next week because I I just looked at the clock and we're uh, about out of time here. So let's go to the fitness file. All right. uh, You know, you have to breathe while you're exercising, right? And air pollution decreases your exercise capacity. I don't know if we needed a study for this uh, to tell us this. We probably, you know, most... People already know it, but uh, particularly in people with lung problems, smog causes tightening of the chest, distressed breathing, eye irritation, and sore throat, as well as headache, loss of energy, and uh, throat dryness. But exercise actually exaggerates the effect of air pollution, so the problems get worse as you exercise more vigorously and as pollution levels increase. So um, don't rush outdoors (laughs) during rush hour, uh, during the high traffic times, you know, morning or evenings, uh, and then also midday is when the, I think the ozone layers are the highest, uh, so um, just be aware of that. And in matters of sexual health, uh, high-carb diets uh, for you men out there, are you consuming too many carbs? Well, high-carb diets linked to prostate cancer. Uh, let's see, cut to the chase here, that triggers the insulin release, which uh, is an anabolic hormone that stimulates prostate growth. They say that obese men diagnosed with prostate cancer are 20 to 30% more likely to die from the disease than lean men. And of course, lifestyle factors, you know, not smoking and eating a good diet and everything, but also avoiding overconsumption of foods high in simple sugars, such as, you know, soft drinks and desserts and, and the like candy bars. All right, let's finally go to the Funny Bone Pharmacy. Okay, I promise no April Fool's jokes today, <laughs> but can February March? That's the question. Can February March? The answer is no, but April May. 
Okay. All right. Just, just since this is the first of the month, I had to get that in. All right. A public health nurse was teaching a class for expectant parents. She covered basic baby care, including a demonstration on how to swallow, uh, excuse me, swallow, swaddle <laughs> a newborn. Uh, I never used the word sl- swaddle on the air. I don't, I don't remember ever using that in the last 33 years I've been on the air, so excuse me for that. Anyway, a young woman raised her hand and asked, you mean we should wrap the baby like an egg roll? Yes, the, the nurse replied. That's a good analogy. Another student raised her hand anxiously. I, I don't know how to make egg rolls. Can I wrap my baby like a burrito? <laughs> okay, I guess so. Whatever works. And um, speaking of laughing and uh, the funny bone pharmacy, uh, I just want to share this article with you. Real Well, let's see. I'll save that article for next week. Let's uh, check in with uh, Maxine, that crabby cartoon character, see what her complaints are this week. Well, she says, my doctor's concerned about my high blood pressure. I told them next time, don't leave me in this uh, sitting in the waiting room for two hours. <laughs> That'll get anybody's blood pressure up, right? And uh, she says, you can still have sex as you age, but the scenery is not as good, <laughs> right? And uh, also uh, one of her comments, wouldn't it be nice if retail therapy was covered by health insurance? Oh, yes, that would be nice. I love retail therapy. Food prices are so high, I cry even over unspilt milk. And finally, my favorite from Maxine. The other night, I saw something really stupid on TV. Everything! <laughs> Pretty much everything's stupid on TV. All right, uh, I am David Snow, and here is, is the, um, that's the Funny Bone Pharmacy, but we will be back with more information for your good health here on Dr. Health with my guests, the Altons, uh, here to rescue you. On survival medicine, Dr. Joseph Alton, along with his wife, Amy Alton, a registered uh, nurse practitioner, back with more information for your good health and how to survive should something happen, which you haven't planned, which, you know, life is not included. We don't uh, come with instructions, right? You just have to make them along the way. So uh, we'll tell you how to survive and thrive as the healthiest hour on radio continues. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need clear saline nasal spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone, making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. 
Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant to use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Welcome back to the show. David Snow on your radio. Question for you. Why do prisoners hate computers? Answer, because the escape key never works. <laughs> and so it is often with accidents, emergencies, catastrophic events like natural disasters. You can't just press a key or push a button to escape the situation you're in that you don't want to be a part of. You may just have to weather the storm, whether it's caused by weather or any other number of factors that can occur in our lives if you live long enough and are exposed to um, all the things that we're a part of here on Earth. And um, so here to give us a dose of survival medicine that may save your life with uh, all the tips that they have, over a thousand of them, is Dr. Joseph Alton, a retired surgeon, and uh, he's also the best-selling author of various books on medicine, including the Survival Medicine Handbook, which we're going to talk about today, along with his wife, Amy Alton, a registered nurse practitioner. And uh, we'd like to welcome them, both of them, to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning. How the health are you? We're doing great, David. Listen, it is only me today, though. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, you know, it's only half. Uh, you, you don't have your other half or your better half. Yes, the better, the better okay. half isn't here. Okay. But, I, ha- uh, I have half we'll a make, guess. We'll make do. We'll okay. make do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, she's in the back. Uh, anyway, so as I mentioned, whether it's the weather or, you know, be it hurricanes, floods, fires, earthquakes, tsunamis, and... Uh, the atmospheric rivers that have been uh, happening in California and elsewhere, uh, or maybe man-made disasters. Um, it, we need to know about what to do if, I mean, the, the typical first aid kit is just not enough, and, uh, you know, cell phones might be out and uh, communications might be down, so you can't just call 911 and expect somebody to, somebody to show up at your door instantly. Uh, so let's let's talk about what people need to know and what they have what they need to know as well as what they have to do and have to have in order to be resilient, responsive, resourceful in times uh, such as emergencies, uh, as I mentioned. Well, absolutely. You know that uh, I've been interested in uh, disaster uh, medical preparedness for, for quite a long time. Uh, I have uh, been through a lot of things myself. I've been through a tornado. I've been through uh, multiple hurricanes down here in South Florida. And uh, I volunteered for uh, disaster assistance teams in places uh, not only in South Florida after Hurricane Andrew back in the the 90s, but also Hurricane Katrina. And I have to say that, you know, up close and personal, there are a lot of things that can happen when the ambulance isn't just around the corner. And right. mm-hmm. uh, in, in situations where you've got flooding, where you've got other types of uh, issues that prevent uh, medical personnel from getting to you, so let's say an earthquake making roads impassable, well, you know, you've got to realize that there is always a situation where you might just be the end of the line when it comes to your family's health. And so it's important 
for you to have some knowledge, to have some supplies, and really be able to handle some of the major things that could happen and uh, maybe save a life. So besides a basic first aid kit, Dr. Alton, what, what other you know, uh, supplies or, or uh, devices or uh, uh, remedies that would, do we need to have on hand uh, for situations as you're mentioning? Well, you know that there's uh, certainly the, the, your standard first aid kit where it has your Band-Aids and your antiseptics and things like that, but you need to have quite, quite, a, quite a few things if you're really going to be dealing with trauma and you're really going to be dealing with some of the major issues that can, that can occur. Well, you want to have some personal protection. You want to have uh, gloves. You want to have face masks, things like that. You also want to be able to handle things like orthopedic issues, so you want to have splints, you want to have wraps, things like that. Uh, you want to have the ability to stop bleeding. And that's something that most people with a minor wound uh, kit, they're not going to have the ability to stop any major bleeding. But if you learn how to use a, a tourniquet and you have some tourniquets in your kit, well, you know what, you could probably stop bleeding in, in a situation where Actually, the life of a person is threatened, and I think that it's important to know that the the chances for a bystander to actually stop uh, a bleeding from occurring is actually not so bad. I mean, if if you learn a little, just a little bit about how to stop bleeding, you know, with tourniquets and with uh, other other kinds of uh, wound packings and things like that, I mean, you really have the the ability to save a life. Now, you know, you mentioned, since you mentioned blood, I was thinking to myself, I thought, you know, and and you, we don't know each other, so I'll just tell you, I, I did not become a doctor because I fainted at the sight of blood, which is how I got into health education instead. Uh, but what about people like me? I, I don't know what percentage of the population is like me, you know, or squeamish, and, and I, I've literally fainted at the sight of blood. And so how do you remedy that, uh, you know, that person, uh, such as myself, uh, and, and times of emergencies where they have to actually, you know, now that I think about it, there was a relative that um, was in a, a situation where she was bleeding profusely. And I, I did, uh, I mean, something else took over and I, I was able to uh, help stop her bleeding until the, the um, ambulance came. So um, I kind of take back my words, but, uh, but in, in cases of most people, you know, people that are uh, sensitive to blood, how do you address that? I've got to tell you that I'm very impressed that you were able to get by that natural paralysis that people have when they see somebody bleeding a lot or somebody with, a, let's say, a broken arm where, where it's not pointing in exactly the right direction. Right. And so if you, can, if you can actually desensitize yourself to that, you can actually really be effective in terms of dealing with some of these issues. And uh, this is going to sound uh, pretty simplistic, but if just get on YouTube and take a look at some of the uh, the typical uh, first wound first wound wound care videos that you'll find there first you know how to deal with hemorrhage how to stop the bleed so to speak there are just myriad amounts of videos on that and they give you all sorts and may not show you the actual person bleeding but it, there's enough simulations mm-hmm. that are close enough that make you would make you a little squeamish if you don't like the sight of blood. Uh, even if it's just near blood. So the, the truth is, is that this is something that with, using video and using the uh, 
the just just exposing yourself to it is one way that you can get over that initial paralysis that uh, can take time away from uh, giving a person a, a chance to survive. Okay. Now, as far as um, you mentioned tourniquets and, and a kit that we should have at our disposal or at our fingertips, um, what what else uh, besides it? Do you have maybe a top ten list or are there ten things or maybe just five things that are most important uh, for a first aid kit, a, a survival type of first aid kit? Absolutely. You need to have lots of bandages, gauze, gauze wraps and things like that. These come in uh uh, individual packets, if they're sterile, if they're not sterile, they can come in these bricks that come 200, 200 uh, pads at a time. And these are something that I think is it's the beginning of what you should use. And you go through a lot of these. So if you were in a survival situation, you were dealing with multiple people that have bleeding wounds, you go through a lot of this pretty quickly. So whatever amount that you of this stuff that you have in your current first aid kit, I'm telling you, it's not enough. you got to get more of these and that's one thing that's important. Another thing that's important is splints, not only because they help immobilize an injury, let's say a sprain or a broken, uh, a broken uh, bone, but they're also very useful for uh, preventing re-injury as you are transporting a, a victim to uh, wherever it is that you have the most uh, medical supplies and the most talented people uh, that can handle mm. the problem. So that's something else that's very important. Uh, you need to have a light source, uh, headlamps, things like that. These are these are good to keep your hands free. And remember, the injuries aren't only occurring during the day; they can occur at night too. Oh, and sure. You need to be able to see. So mm-hmm. these are some things that are important. Also, of course, antiseptics. I mentioned antiseptics before. You really have to have them. You have to be able to clean out a wound, especially in, if you have an open wound. You really have to clean that out because otherwise, very very quickly, bacteria uh, can get into the bloodstream and can wind up uh, infecting the entire body, what we call a systemic infection. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the things I, I think uh, are very, very important to have. Now, you, you actually have kits available on your website that have some of the supplies that you're describing, right? Oh, yeah. You know, we designed an entire line of uh, quality medical kits over at store.doomandbloom.net. And uh, they range everything from a, a pocket kit uh, to uh, kits for motorcyclists, for truckers, uh, kits that go all the way to that used by people uh, that are uh, uh, members of Doctors Without Borders or medical missionaries that are going to uh, very, very isolated places where there's no other medical asset other than themselves. And so we have kits that will allow you to deal with multiple episodes of life-threatening injuries plus illnesses and be able to uh, help you set up a a survival sick room or an epidemic sick room wherever you may happen to be. Hmm. Okay. On that note, Dr. Alton, we're late in taking a bottom-hour station break. Uh, But when we come back, I have many more questions for you, including, uh, besides the supplies you need for emergencies, what about food and water storage for survival, the people that uh, have emergency food on hand, the non-perishable food that lasts uh, 25 years or longer, ask you about that, as well as uh, vehicle kits. You mentioned motorcycles. I always mention the having the five Fs in your vehicle at all time. I'll cover that and see if you agree with those uh, items, and you could probably add more to the list as well. 
Back after this with more information for your good health. If you're just joining us, Dr. Joseph Alton is with us. He is the guide, <coughs> excuse me, the author of the Survival Medical Guide or Handbook. And we'll talk about more regarding survival medicine when we return from this brief break. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. Back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues. Since 70% of your immune system is in your gut, don't you think it's time to take a little better care of it? After all, so many things you're doing to it are affecting its function. Not getting enough fiber, eating too much sugar, excess stress and alcohol, as well as that sedentary lifestyle. So maybe it's time for a tune-up, an intestinal tune-up, with the medical strength probiotics from Master Supplements. Their signature Theralac, recommended by doctors for more than 15 years, will rapidly colonize your intestinal tract with the specific gut-friendly strains of potent beneficial bacteria and their patent protected delivery system has garnered Theralac and their other probiotics with a worldwide reputation for results. There's also True Flora, a unique probiotic and enzyme blend with bio-cleansing effects and True Bifido, specifically formulated for colon support. See all of the Master Supplements products at your nearest natural food store or go to Theralac.com Master Supplements, the probiotic pioneers. Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com. Do you sometimes suffer from gas, bloating, indigestion, constipation, diarrhea, or irritable bowel syndrome? You need to know about the friendly foursome. Master Supplements, the leaders in safe and effective intestinal health products, offer four supplements that may reinvent your intestinal tract. First, there's Theralac, America's fastest-acting medical-strength probiotic. Find out why Theralac's regular customers become, well, regular customers. Just go to T-H-E-R-A-L-A-C.com for more information. Then there's True Fiber, clinically proven to improve regularity as well as lowering cholesterol. True Fiber is also uniquely formulated to stimulate probiotics. Third in the friendly foursome is Enzylase, the strongest enzyme available. With high potencies of 12 different digestive enzymes, Enzylase makes short work of fatty meals and dairy products, as well as normally gas-producing foods such as beans. Finally, there's True Flora, the fastest-acting bio-cleansing probiotic. True Flora is so potent, the recommended dose is only two per week. This is the Premier Traveler's Supplement. Don't go on a trip without taking True Flora. See the friendly foursome of master supplement products at your favorite natural food store. Theralac, True Fiber, Enzylase, and True Flora for the best intestinal health of your life. Snow, 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 snow. 
Would be me, David Snow on your radio. Hey, there's instant coffee, instant printing, even instant pudding. Then there's instant health information percolating out of your radio every Saturday morning to keep your weekend strong. And, of course, our show is rebroadcast tonight, 12 hours from the time you're listening to it in the morning on the station you're listening to right now. Or after next Wednesday, you can go to the website, drhealthradio.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, healthradio.com to listen to our podcasts of today's show and all of our previously aired shows. If you're just joining us, Dr. Joseph Alton is my guest talking about survival medicine. Uh, Dr. Alton, uh, one thing I always have, uh, one of my regular features, and I have had it for years, well, ever since the inception of the show, is um, Highway Health Patrol, the five Fs that I always uh, recommend people take or carry in their vehicle at all times, and they are uh, fire extinguisher, flares, first aid kit, a flashlight, and a fix-a-flat. Um, do you want to add to those, uh, or what, what do you uh, suggest people keep in their vehicles? And, of course, uh, food and water, you know, a few energy bars and a, a liter or two of water for drinking. Well, you definitely need to have uh, as, uh, certainly non-perishable food. You need to have a, a, the ability to store uh, water. That's going to be something that's very important. But I think really that what you need to what you need to have is going to depend a little bit on what kind of injuries that you think that you might wind up having to take care of. So, let's say uh, for motorcycle uh, motorcycle injuries, you things like road rash. You want to have things like burn gel. Oh you yeah, right. Have, you want to have uh, some moleskin type or second skin type uh, uh, materials. That would be something that would be very useful. You definitely want to have some of that. You want to have uh, all your uh, antiseptics, and you want to have those uh, certain uh, the blood clotting packages that come in both uh, powders and they come in in oh, okay. These are yeah, they're very useful items used in the military for years. Uh, one brand is called Quick Clot. The other one is called uh, Kytosan. And, and both of these work uh, directly on the wound. If you have an active bleeding wound, you see the blood is spurting out, you know, as a, just as an arterial bleed would. You take these this gauze and you pack it into the area right up to where the, where the bleeding is occurring. Apply the pressure for about three minutes. And believe it or not, even if it's the femoral artery bleeding, it will actually stop the bleeding. And wow. So there, really? there are things that are definitely very, very useful, serious things that would help, even if, let's say, you were in a situation where there was a gunshot and uh, to the chest and collapsed the lung. Well, basically, there, there are special chest seals that are available that allow that uh, air from going into from the atmosphere oh, into the lung right. cavity and causing pressure on that collapsed lung and allowing it to reinflate. So there's a lot of different hmm. items. Dep- it depends a lot, though, on what injury you're expecting to come uh, to have to deal with. But not only that, of course, you have to keep people healthy. And so, therefore, you know, a good selection of, of different foods, I think, is important. It's great to have all this stuff stored. The, the long shelf life uh, food is available. But... Uh, you know, we also are master gardeners for the state of Florida through this agricultural extension agency. And oh, so we teach okay. people how to uh, grow food. And believe me, this is something that if you are concerned about survival, you know, in, in times of trouble where, well, you know, societies may have been taken to the brink and it may not be coming back right away. 
Now you really want to know how to be able to grow food because eventually the food you're going to have is going to run out. And so you want to be able to produce it in a sustainable way, and, and that's one of the things that we also teach. Well, you know, one thing that, um, <clears throat> since you mentioned growing things, uh, it, it reminds me of the Victory Gardens back in World War II <clears throat> when everybody had a patch of land that they, you know, grew their own vegetables or fruits, what have you. But a lot of people, I'm sure, are thinking, well, this doctor, you know, they, they don't realize that um, it takes, <clears throat> excuse me, months or weeks, or excuse me, months or years to uh, grow the, the foods that most people think of um, that when when growing comes to mind. <clears throat> but sprouts, on the other hand, if you have seeds that can be soaked and sprouted, you can have food in hours or days. Uh, you know, like alf- uh, anything. I'm not a big fan of alfalfa sprouts because of some, some of the negative things, but, but all the other uh, vegetable sprouts and herbal sprouts. Uh, sure, mung beans, things like yeah, that. And, yeah, yeah. And the great I mean, thing about that, uh, David, is that you need like a, a square foot on your kitchen counter, I and mean, you don't need to necessarily have a big giant garden uh, or, or a patch of land to, to grow all that stuff, and you still can, you know, uh, grow some nutritious food even in your own kitchen. So uh, I, I think that's something that is a, a, re, a really good idea, and I think it's very important for everyone to know how to how do you do that. And and it's important for people to know that there may be a learning curve with some of these things. Sure. You know? Yeah. So so you don't want to begin your garden or begin to learn how to grow sprouts and things like that after the you know what is in the fan. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. You want right, to do exactly. all this before a disaster occurs. Learn this. Yeah. Get through the learning curve so that you're really good at it by the time you actually do need it if it ever happens. No, no doubt about that. And then yeah, just knowing what plants are edible that are you're surrounded with or or by uh, you know your your the uh, the so-called weeds <laughs> that most people have in their gardens or on the roadside uh, that they, you know they don't realize that dandelions are are great in salads and uh, plantain is good for not only uh, internal but also external poultices and and uh, right right uh, soothing and you know we we don't have time to get into the uh, an herbal medicine segment, but uh, you know, if if people are interested in that, they can uh, learn more information. Actually, your doom and and I, and I love your website name, by the way. Instead of doom and gloom, it's doom and bloom. dot net. Is is that's that correct? Right. Okay, that's right. Doom <laughs> represents the the catastrophes that can befall us, and bloom represents the human resilience in the face of adversity. Yeah, so, that's great. And we're not doom and gloom. We're doom and bloom. Now, a lot of people. Um, seen these doomsday prepper things and, and think that uh, everybody's walking around in uh, uh, camouflage, right. you know, and, yeah. and carrying, you know, several different uh, firearms on them. It's not, it doesn't have to be like that. It has to be related to just self-reliance, being able to know that if you had to, you can grow some food. If you, if you had to, you can stop uh, a bleeding wound. And, and these are the things that we're there for. And we talk about herbs a lot in our uh, survival medicine handbook, by oh, the way, good. There's, entire, there's entire sections related to that, how to start a medicinal herb garden. We have one of the largest medicinal herb gardens in uh, in the area. Wow. And it, it's very important to be able to do that, too. And a lot of these things don't take a green thumb. I mean, a lot of them are almost weeds, really. And right. it's important also to you know, maybe even consider a little guerrilla gardening, you know, 
nobody knows what a, the, the tops of carrots would look like uh, anymore, carrot greens and, and things like that. People, a lot of people wouldn't recognize a potato plant if it was growing on the ground. You know, uh, potatoes are under the ground, so uh, but there is a certain look to what a potato plant looks like. And so it's the good news is that, you know, you, you can grow a garden and not worry that in a survival setting people will necessarily go and try to 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 rate it because nobody knows anymore <laughs> right. what things look like exactly it's like people uh, you know uh, uh, car thieves don't steal uh, cars with manual transmissions anymore because all the young people they, they don't know how to drive a manual no transmission <laughs> it's <laughs> only automatics hey uh, doc we need to take one last break of the keep the lights on here so I can keep asking you more questions and when we come back I want to ask you about the COVID-19 virus you know sometimes our lives are impacted by things we can't see uh, and um, the you know the pandemic is one perfect example talk about that with the surgeon and also Uh, Give us the four or five most common mistakes that people make that they should know when it comes to uh, survival medicine. Back after this with more information for your good health. So stick around. If you want to stay healthy, I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Do your current probiotics offer diversity? The primary goal of your probiotics is to help create and maintain a healthy gut microbiome. We often think more is better. But taking high doses of 50 or 100 billion probiotics can work against you. The most important factor is diversity, not quantity. Look for a formula that has multiple strains of probiotic flora expertly fermented to contain postbiotic metabolites, which have been shown to help digestive and immune health, our gut-brain function, and more. The worldwide leader in fermented postbiotic health? Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, the number one probiotics in the world for direct delivery of postbiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics uses a multi-year fermentation with 12 proven probiotic strains producing over 500 postbiotic metabolites, certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. So say no to quantity and yes to diversity. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available online and at natural health retailers nationwide. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Aged Garlic Extract, regarded as one of the leading natural heart health supplements, has been clinically proven to help reduce high blood pressure and inflammation. Experts believe this alleviates demands on the body's energy stores, freeing it up to fight invaders. The result? A more responsive immune system. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract begins with 100% organically grown garlic and is the most scientifically researched, highest quality, and best-selling odorless garlic extract supplement. And for extra support, get Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Immune Formula 103. Try Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract for a healthy heart and a healthy immune system. Discover more at Kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com.
Welcome back to your weekly dose of verbal vitamins. David Snow on your radio. Survival medicine is on the menu, and we are here with Dr. Joseph Alton, the author of the Survival Medicine Handbook. Doctor, how can people get a book if they want to obtain a copy of it? Well, you know, we have black, black and white versions on Amazon that they can find. Uh, on our website at store.doomandbloom.net. If you want the color version, you'll find that there. We also have a spiral bound because we have so many step-by-step instructions on uh, all our uh, our 700 pages of uh, information that uh, a lot of people uh, like to have the book open in such a fashion so that they Love can it. actually follow things if they come upon a problem. Yes, absolutely. You know, I always like recipe books that are spiral bound so I can turn to the recipe with and any book, actually. <laughs> uh, but most books are not spiral bound. But that's good that you do offer that option. Um, now, um, getting back to uh, what I was going to ask you about regarding viruses, the COVID-19 virus, obviously, the pandemic that has affected all of us over the last few years. Uh, how does that factor into survival medicine? Well, I have to say that it's important to be able to figure out how to put together a, a sick room that would be able to handle uh, an epidemic type of virus uh, or, or other type of virus that would be able to uh, uh, cause trouble. And so basically what I would recommend with regards to um, a, a survival sick room in terms of uh, epidemic things like uh, COVID, you basically want to have the ability to, to put together your uh, put together your items that would allow you to basically protect you from uh, bacteria and protect you from viruses and things like that. Of course, uh, we start we started uh, with the uh, COVID epidemic with uh, using things like gowns and N95 gloves, uh, masks and nitrile gloves and things like that. These are things that are, are basics that go with any kind of sick room that you want to uh, put together. And another thing that's important is you want to have a place in the home if you're going to be, and you may not have a medical uh, resources available to you, you're going to have to take care of that, that person yourself. And in that circumstance, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to have a room that's away from the main traffic in the house. You want to have a barrier that gives you at least six feet between you and uh, the uh, sick people involved that uh, you're going to have to take care of. You want to have some kind of barrier so that uh, uh, your healthy people are separated from the people that need your help. So in other words, isolation measures, in the in, whether you're in the home or elsewhere. Yes, absolutely. I think isolation is, is the main thing. And you have to remember that I write about things that uh, about situations where you don't have the miracle of modern medicine. You don't have ventilators and you don't have... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, right. lung specialists and things like that. And so basically everything that I'm telling you is trying to help prevent more people from getting sick. And so by mm-hmm. isolating that sick individual that is, and having just one, one medical person, one medic, whoever the designated caregiver is going to be, take care of that individual, you can really prevent it from running rampant among your family and your, or your survival group. Yeah, good, good advice indeed. Uh, now, uh, let's shift gears and talk about some of the uh, more common mistakes, maybe just the three or four most common mistakes that people might make when it comes to emergency or survival medicine. Well, you know, I've spent a lot of time here talking about how important it is to stop 
bleeding and knowing how to stop bleeding and have the items available for that. But that one of the common mistakes is only considering bleeding control items. And the thing is, is that people consider this to be the sexy, sensational stuff that action movie fans love. But there are so many other types of medical problems that can occur, and your kid has to be ready to handle a diverse number of issues. Some of them could be mundane. It could be sprains and strains, things like that. In a survival situation, you know, you may have your friend, the accountant, chopping wood for fuel, and something that that person probably doesn't do on a daily basis. All and right. They can injure. They can injure themselves. Yeah, sure. So they can sprain themselves. They can, they can uh, you know, injure, you know, have a break in the skin, things like that. These are things that are important. People forget that. You know, soft tissue and skin issues, although they're minor things today, they, in, in a situation where your access to antibiotics and things like that might be limited, well, they can become very serious infections. They can become life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Another thing is forgetting about dental issues. Now, oh. if, a storm, if a storm knocks out the power for three to four days or a week or whatever, it's, you're probably not going to need to extract the tooth. But, but. If something happens, if something really happens, take society to the brink, and you're six months or so in with uh, off the grid uh-huh, uh, because right. you've been knocked knock off the grid by a disaster. Well, you know some of the things like that, like a dental extractor, might actually be very important. And in, the, in today's world, we try to save every tooth. Well, you know, in olden times, and I'm not talking about Roman times. I'm talking about maybe 70 years ago. Yeah. Uh, if there was a, a dental emergency, you took the tooth out. Ninety percent of dental emergencies mm. can be dealt with by extraction. Wow. On, uh, on that note, uh, Doc, <laughs> I don't know if we need to extract ourselves from the microphones here, uh, but uh, give <laughs> us your website one more time, please, for people wanting more information. Uh, you have over a thousand tips and stories and articles on your website, Doom and Gloom, uh, Doom and Bloom. Dot net. Ah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Doomandbloom.net. And again, the book is The Survival Medicine Handbook, Dr. Joseph Alton. Thank you so much. It's our first visit. It's not going to be our last. Definitely want you on in the near future. Awesome, David. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. There goes Dr. Joseph Alton. And here we go with another edition of the program. But join us again next week, same time, same station, for another program of Dr. Health. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, I'm David Snow, wishing you good health. And remember, it's not how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha. Have a very healthy week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.